0: Hello and welcome back again to the Unboxable Unstoppable podcast. I'm Elena Turley and today I have another wonderful guest. Her name is Sapphire Gray. I'm not going to say too much about Sapphire. I've really loved getting to know her. We're internet friends and uh, we've done a little bit of collaborating before but this is the first time she's appearing on the podcast. And as usual, I'm super excited about having a guest. I love having guests on the podcast. So Sapphire, welcome.
1: Hi, thank you for having me, Elena. That's really good.
0: And tell me, whereabouts are you, Safi? I love to locate people.
1: Yeah, I'm based in the UK in a small town, um, Kent, in Gillingham.
0: Fantastic. And tell me a little bit about who you are, what you do.
1: Well, yeah, as you said, I'm Safia Gray. I'm a coach, property coach and business coach. I help busy professional women become more financially independent um, by empowering them to build additional revenue via investing in property, which then in turn allows them to have control of their financial future.
0: How fantastic. And how, how on earth did you come to do that? How did this become what you do?
1: Well, I'm a mother of four, grandmother of seven, and um, so I started out my business journey um early on so i've been in business over 30 plus years now um and i came across women that really wanted to understand their financial savviness what what do they need to put in place for retirement what do they need to put in place to generate um a legacy so i was helping them transition in the business and setting up their companies and when they were setting up their companies they were like well I've got a company now, we're making profit. How do we then make more money from that profit? Hence getting into buying assets and that was in investing in property, which I was doing myself. So it just rolled over that i done the business, helped set up the business, turn it, turn in a profit. Then they took the profits from that and turned it into other additional revenue and that's via property.
0: How brilliant. And Am I allowed to ask how many properties you own?
1: Yeah, um, I would say 100 plus.
0: Wow, that's amazing. I, I t-
1: yeah, because I, what I do, I'm a, known as a flipper. So <laughs> I literally buy and sell. So I've bought and sold in my portfolio over a number of years. So right. holding assets is one thing for building out my legacy and retirement, but I've flipped a lot of properties and that's why I say 100 plus.
0: Okay, amazing. And what has that done for you and your life?
1: Given me independence, given me some stability. Um, I have gone through a a period where I was um, very ill, then I went through anxiety and having anxiety attacks, so I was off work for a period of time. So for me, having that extra income coming in, supporting me while I was recuperating, really did assist me in... um, getting myself back to normal without fretting about income or or how to pay my bills and and everything like that. And we've just come out of a long haul uh, pandemic and some still are in it. But it's really helped me sort of to be able to sit back and say, hey, I've got some money coming in. I'm financially secure now. So I've got no additional financial worries anymore. It's just building it out to, to make sure that it's really airtight now.
0: That's amazing. Sophia, it's really inspiring to hear that because I know certainly myself having been through also some adversity, health, Mm -hmm. abuse, single parenthood, various, a lot of different situations in my life. And I have searched also myself for that financial independence. And I think Mm -hmm. it can be quite elusive, particularly for women who have dependents, who are potentially on their own with dependents. And it's a really powerful, transformative act. To be financially independent as a woman with yes, dependence, it is. isn't it? And yes, it is. what would it, I mean, can you imagine what your life would have been like without property investment, without those skills and those opportunities?
1: I kind of carved the opportunities for myself because having a family, I had my, started out my family very young as a teenager. Um, so I didn't want, I mean, I was still going to school while I had my first child. Um, and I didn't want to be one of those uh, typical mums that was a single black parent. I'm going to emphasise that. Um, being at home and collecting benefits. I didn't want to live off the government. And I knew that from very early on. And I didn't want that also to to um, roll over to my children as well, so that they just saw this woman at home and um, collecting you know, what the government gave. I, I wanted to be different and stand out to be different. And I knew that my life was different. I, I always say, and I actually said it yesterday, I think I was born to be an entrepreneur, not somebody that worked for somebody else. It's not that I'm not a team player. I just believe in creating opportunities for other people and seeing their skills and, and enhancing it and bringing them out of their own shells. And the only way you can do that is become a boss yourself.
0: I love that for you. I just love that. And so I'm not black and you are. So I can't speak Mm -hmm. at all what that feels like. I can understand intellectually that you don't want to pass on generational dependence or generational poverty. And I think that's that's incredible and Mm -hmm. powerful. But what does that feel like for you? How does that feel for you to be making that change or to have come from somewhere where you knew that you were born to make that change?
1: It feels really empowering, and that's why I like to use the word empowering because it's that's my sole aim and it's I'm color blind and I say that in the most friendliest way. I don't see color amongst people, and I want people to recognize that we are as a as women because I work solely solely with women, as women, we are formidable if we connect together. So I wanted to to make sure that message was out there, not because of who I am or what color I am, but because I'm a woman and we can work together seamlessly if the opportunity was afforded. So I wanted to create opportunities for that to happen. And it has, and it just makes me feel really good about being other people's cheerleaders. I love that. I like championing women on and saying that they can do what they need to do for themselves and it's working. Everything that I said set out to do is working and just building upon it. Every time I get the opportunity to build on it, speak on it, I will.
0: That's awesome. And, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to buy into this sort of problematic narrative that we could buy into where, you know, the poor black woman rises yeah. up, blah, blah, blah. Like I don't believe that. But, no. but I do believe that you may have taken some extra steps in your life to get from where you were to where you are now what yeah, were those steps like, what did it take what did it take for you to become an empowered black woman with financial independence
1: guts <laughs> in the simple courage. Simplest, guts and courage and a, a will and drive to succeed and right. to carry people with you when you're when you're doing something is to look around you and see who's around you and say, hey, you know, if we linked arms, we can move forward in a force that no one can reckon with. And I I became sort of like very out there, outspoken, and spoke my mind. I never sort of held back with what I my opinions. And it wasn't disrespecting anybody, it was just sharing where I sit. And people were resonating with that. People were liking that and saying, you know, you're a really good person. You, you speak out. You, support, you are supportive and being genuine. And I think that's the thing that set me apart. I was always genuine. If I could do something, I would do it. And if I couldn't, I would say I couldn't. I wasn't a pretender. I wasn't about, you know, it, it, it's everything is possible. You could be a millionaire overnight. I was a realist. And speaking your truth is always the best thing to, to, to do. And being yourself is always the best thing to do as well because I was myself. So my whole journey is about how I came from a council estate in Hackney and just and went through the whole process to make sure that was happening in a a succinct way but in in a way that was responsive to everybody else as well.
0: Oh I love all that that you just said there's so many things I could speak on there but this is (laughs) not about me it's about you but one, one thing that jumps out is that so I can really see why we've connected hearing all of this Sophia because The name of the membership that I'm building at the moment is the Lion Life Academy, and it's Mm. for women. So there's a huge, and I'm also a person who's, I'm very much about you speak the truth and you let the cards fall where they may. You know, that's Mm. a very important aspect of what I do. I'm also a born collaborator, and I've always been a collaborator, sometimes Mm. to my detriment. I've always thought in that way. And some people are not ready for that, you know, i found in my life. There's definitely been a process for me of discerning that was my word for 2021 discerning discerning Mm. who to collaborate with and how to collaborate because it's not for everyone you know and i really believe in the power of it i'm with you on that especially Mm. the power of collaboration between women i think men are very good at collaborating already and we're sort of just getting better at it or remembering it again Mm. now and I love that that's becoming more possible now that we've got entrepreneurship, yeah. we've got financial independence, we've got Absolutely. all the opportunities that you and I know are out there for us. Mm-hmm. So I love that we're friends, Sophia. I can't wait. <laughs> Last time we talked, I'm like, I really want to go dancing with Sophia in London. Next time <laughs> yes, I'm in London, really. we're going, man. <laughs> I cannot wait. There's so much of your story that I love. It's really great to hear it. So you said you grew up in Hackney. And I'm just wondering, as you're saying that you've, changed as i understand it you've mm. changed your life with guts with determination with willingness and i talk mm. a lot about willingness like you've got to be willing to do whatever it takes yeah. within mm. the within the realm of your values obviously that's right
1: mm-hmm.
0: telling the truth yeah being authentic being yourself absolutely 100 yeah. and i'm very much yeah. the same i teach very much the same principles in mm-hmm. my membership and i teach how to do that as well because i think for all of us it's not natural to be like that it's, some of us no. do have it naturally i'm a bit naturally that way you're a bit naturally that way yeah. and we've learned how to be i guess able to amplify that and make it beneficial in our lives but have you had people around you that haven't resonated with that that haven't understood what you're doing has that Absolutely. happened to you what how did you experience that it,
1: there's a lot of people out there that is while are in the same um, throws off of the same types of businesses or they just look at me as a woman because one thing that I as coming up I think there's a lot of women that weren't collaborative at the time of me coming up I think the new millenniums have been more collaborative in business than ever before and it's showing the old school women how to actually work together I don't see competition I always see collaboration I don't see you know because you're doing the same as me my mind and your mind is two different minds, and it's formidable if it comes together. And that's what I want people to see is like come together and it and it will work. But there's been a lot of women that haven't been supportive. And that's their issue. I've always I've always said there's this, there's something about when you take up somebody else's fight that's not yours, let it go because it just will pull you down in a in a rabbit hole that you you can't come out of, and they can see that. So I always let issues go and just say, hey, one day you will return and you'll say, okay, I see what you're trying to do. I see how you work with people. um, And I really like it because you haven't changed. And I always say I I change. I don't change. I just enhance myself. I'm like fine wine. I get better (laughs) with age. You know, yes. so it's for me, it's not changing in a negative way. I'm always positively changing because I learn also for my clients. I learn also from my students. I still reeducate myself. I still have people in my life as coaches to support my drive and my mission going forward. But the key word that wraps up everything is humility. Mm-hmm. I'm a humble person, and I sit back and i I look at people in ways to build a community in a way that I can support them and support them in a way that they're not feeling that, that I'm taking over, or they feel that they need to put in more or giving away more, because that's an, when you're doing going on your journey, whether it be a business journey or personal journey is when it's equal. My mom used to say, if somebody, well, this is to, to men, <laughs> If men are not putting 50% on the table, as a woman will put 50%, there's something wrong there, walk away. So yes. every time I give, I make sure that I give 50% and somebody else is putting in 50%. That's an effort of 100
0: you know? That's so when
1: you do that, yeah, when you do that, you you make it um, solidified of the person that you are. And then when people return, they could come back years later and think, Sophia, you've just... You've just improved even more. You know, you just you're just out <laughs> there. I'm, I'm consistent. Yes. And that's the, another thing. You've got to be consistent. Mm. So people need to know, like and trust you. So I I travel through my whole business and my personal life. Get to know me, because once you get to know me, you love me. Once you love me, that's it. We're, we're linked for life. And I don't <laughs> look at clients as clients. I just look at them
0: as long term friends. Yeah, I I totally relate. I really relate to a lot of what you're saying. Three more shared values you've just then said. (laughs) (laughs) Humility, huge Mm. one for me as well, huge one. And it's an interesting one when you're doing something that you're visible. So we both in very front-facing businesses. We both actually spend a lot of time highly visible. I've also become, I'm a community builder, so that makes me visible. Like, so if I walk around my area, I'm visible. People know, oh, you're that lady that started that community that we all use you know, so, so that is an interesting thing. Um, It also makes you accountable, I believe. Mm -hmm. But it's super important for me to remain humble through that. In fact, it's the only way. And what you're also touching on is lifelong learning and curiosity, which I just think is such a key value Mm -hmm. for me and something that I love to really encourage and embody. And the other thing you've mentioned is service. And I really believe that um, what you're talking about and what I also talk about is that idea that really our biggest, uh, really our biggest mission in life is to kind of bring what we do, our little light and let it shine in the world. And that, and that is the way that actually we can be the most successful and the most driven and the most willing and the most mm. purposeful is when we know what we are here to serve with, like what True. we have to give. And yes, it has to be 50-50. It has to be sustainable and it has to be able to be going on in a way that allows longevity, you know, as you mentioned. But Mm -hmm. but that ability to. So one of the things that um, is super important in the work that I do is helping women to understand what their little light is and how Mm. to bring it into the world. And that's the idea of being an unboxable, unstoppable woman, which you Mm. most certainly are. You are embodying with your life is is about you know i am who i am yes take me or leave me absolutely but also here's what i have to give and here's Mm -hmm. how it will help you so i guess i'd love to hear what are some of the great results that you've achieved or even for others like can you give us any stories of the rewards and results that have occurred through you serving with your greater purpose and being the unboxable woman that you are
1: yeah well, I instrumentally helped um, my clients when I was doing the finance aspect of my business um, to build out portfolios of over 2 million each um, client. Um, I had over 200 clients at the time and they were just you know, going through the whole process. Um, I was facilitating the mortgages, they were buying the properties and showing them how to build it out properly. And now I've got um, members in my membership area where I'm teaching them from scratch. They're new to the property. um, I call them newbies, new to the property field, uh, making them understand what strategies suit them. And going through the process, they've really seen that not every property strategy out there is suitable for for just anyone. You can't just go out and say, I'm going to do that. And it works for you. So giving them those lessons as well, they're getting so many aha moments. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, I took them out shopping. Now, when you take women out shopping, people would automatically think, oh, she went clothes shopping or shoe shopping or something. (laughs) And it absolutely wasn't. I went to a a builder's merchant and took them around to to look at building materials and bathrooms, kitchens and plasterboard. You know, all of the different things that you would do on a site, a property to renovate a property. I was walking them through that. And they, I think that was one of, as they would put it, one of their best sessions. It was so different. Mm. But no other trainer is doing that. And I wanted to, that's where I want to stand out from other people. I'm not just showing you the mechanics of buying an investment, what money you need to put in an investment. And even if you haven't got money, I also show you that side as well. But show you the nuts and bolts of it what sits behind when you get this property um how can you develop it in a in a concise way on affordable way as well so I'm teaching them and that's success is measured by each individual student saying I feel I've learned something I felt like I've made um, making inroads there's students out there that are buying properties now comfortable to buy properties when they've come in it was like you know, I don't want to risk my money and I've shown them how not to risk what Mm. you can't afford to invest. Mm. And going through this whole process, I've learned a lot myself because I've learned what women really are looking for. Women are very risk averse.
0: Mm. They don't like spending.
1: They're very protective and they're protective for their family. It's not just protective or they're mean and they don't want to spend their money. Very protective of their money for their family. So when women save or do things, it's always about family, who's around them that that money could support. So when they're looking at it, they need to make that money work harder for them in a sense of investing. So they want to make sure that that is done safely. So they've been successful. I've had so many, I've got so many different success stories. People have um, bought properties just off the cuff and say to fire, I've done it. And, And it's been, they've rented it out. They're making their money from it. Um, other investments that we've bought um, and done project management on it and and they made a massive profit on it and that was an excellent you know going from I don't know what I'm doing to investing to making 50k out of a property investment that we found and we done a turnkey on it so there's lots of different examples but I always say to people don't feel you have to measure up against somebody else what you need to be comfortable with is what you want for you and yours, it's always about that, and that's why I talk about generational wealth and leaving legacies, because it's always going to be about you, it's not about a a person that's in the membership area, or anybody that's doing something alongside you, what do you want for yours, what does success mean to you, does an extra thousand pound coming into the house is successful to you, then I'm going to champion that, you know, mm. you need a couple of thousand that you want to buy a new house or mm. you want to go on a nice luxury holiday. What does that mean to you? And, and that's what they have to address.
0: Mm, so
1: It's not just going kind of through a process of saying, right, I'm just going to buy this property. One has to look at oneself and see how we manage money in the first instance. Are we debt collectors in the sense that we collect debt? Are we spending on our credit cards? Do we do we know how to save? Do we know how to pay our bills? Because a lot of women that are married, sometimes they don't even know, well, what's the electricity bill, or what's a gas bill in the UK, or yeah. what's a utility bill. You know, they don't even know how to navigate that or how to pay it yeah. or how to reduce those as well. So yeah. I teach, when I say I teach, I teach the whole plethora of things around finance so that they get the benefits in the long run of how their money is working for them.
0: Financial empowerment is so key. In fact, I just changed my superannuation. So one of the most ethical acts you can make, by the way, um, and this comes from a couple of really key thinkers in that space, one of the most ethical things you can do, one of the most ecologically clever things you can do is to divest your superannuation from superannuation companies that do not look after the planet. So I recently researched an ethical super fund and I found one that's actually for women. Yeah. And it also is on a mission to help educate women as well and financially empower women. So as part of your membership when you sign up, you get a free one on one session with a financial Uh advisor who teaches you. And I just love that. Like that's their whole mission as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway I digress. So did you know, I'm not (laughs) sure if you knew this about me, but um I'm going to tell a story now and you're going to love it. I think Sophia. So when I had my, uh, little boy, when I was, this was nearly 18 years ago. Um, and I was in a very unstable relationship and I was very unwell myself as well and, um, battling, I had about $30,000 worth of debt. I Mm -hmm. had, um, an addiction. I was in the, you know, I'd come from a history of abusive relationships. It was a very, very difficult time. And I inherited some money and it was gone like that because I bought a car and, you know, like I didn't pay off my debts. Then I ended up homeless and I ended up with nothing for a short while. And then I slowly put myself back together. Mm -hmm. I recovered from the addiction um, over years, a number of years. And during that recovery process, I started building. Did I tell you this? No. Yeah. So <laughs> right. so my mission at that point was to become financially stable enough as a single parent to because mm. I had really very little financial support to be able to buy a house. That was my dream. Okay. So uh, and my mum had built a house when I was a child. She had worked three jobs. She was a single mother as well. And she had worked three jobs in order to be an owner builder of her house and had built mm. a house when I was about five. So I sort of had been on building sites growing up. So I applied for this building course. I had to do it part-time because I had to work as well. So I worked part-time, studied part-time until the final year where I worked full-time for a builder and worked and studied part-time and single-parented. It was nuts. And I slowly negotiated. I worked through those debts and I slowly negotiated and reduced them and lived very frugally and eventually was debt-free, which was remarkable really. And then – decided through my building qualification, I actually did the qualification that gives you a builder's license. So not just project management, which we oh. did learn, but also yeah. industrial, commercial and residential building. So I okay. came out of it with a qualification that I could work on any building site and I could actually start a building company. But but being a woman working in the building industry was really disheartening. Um, I got treated like, you know, the, the boss's PA all the time, sort of thing, yeah. like the secretary. Yeah. And I found other women in the industry really competitive and I'm such a collaborator that I really struggled with mm. that. So yeah. in the end, I decided also met my husband and didn't really need to buy a house on my own anymore. <laughs> also had yeah. more children and couldn't work on building sites because the hours are really you know, bad for yeah. kids. Yeah. So I ended up um, sort of not doing that. But what I decided is that in time I mm. will most definitely become an investment builder and possibly flipper of properties and if i'm the boss then i'll be treated completely differently because when you're the person paying the bills then you know you're not the secretary are you so that was my journey with building and property investment and i'm very excited to do that in the future and i will do that in the future but but how i got into that building course which is quite a funny story because i didn't have any like most of the people doing that course were tradespeople. they were Mm -hmm. you know carpenters trying to get off the tools or plumbers trying to get off the tools or you know they wanted to start their building company so all the boys in my class were like 19 year old you know ethnic (laughs) like inheriting their father's trade company or whatever anyway though it was great and and i used to do their assignments and they used to teach me the jargon and we'd help each other and they became really good allies yeah to get into the course, I had to, you know, spin a story to get in because I wasn't a tradesperson and you're supposed to have trade background. And so I wrote this piece because I'm a writer and I said <laughs> that filmmaking and building, because I've been a filmmaker, yeah. are the same principles because you have a plan or a script, you have a budget or a budget, you have a crew of diversely skilled people to manage with no. a timeline or a crew yeah. of diversely skilled people to manage with a timeline. Yeah so i was like and stakes are high so i was like i know all about filmmaking so i'll be a great builder and they let me in which was really excellent so when you talk about willing to do whatever it takes six years Thanks. part-time Absolutely. study part-time work you know like that was my mission yeah. i was on a mission yeah. so Absolutely. i think i so understand what you're talking about and i'm a little bit aware of time i don't want to take up your whole night but i wanted <laughs> to ask you is there any any one thing you would say to a woman who is interested in learning more about, apart from tell us where they can find you, obviously, but yeah. also is there any one little gem you wanted to share to a woman who wants to be a little bit more financially independent?
1: Basically to really look at yourself and say you're ready. Because once you're ready, then you're gonna stop at nothing to get what you need to where you need to be. And set up a plan as well. There's a couple of tips, set a plan of where you are now and what you want to achieve so once you have that planning you're actually looking at it you're going to make it happen i don't know any woman that looks at something and thinks you know what i'm just going to put that on the back burner don't put it on the back burner look at it and implement it and it's always about just setting out where you are currently and where you want to be
0: beautiful thank you and where can we find you if we want to know more about sophia and what you're doing where do we find you
1: right you can go to my website it's uh, savvywomen, S A V V Y, women, W O M E N dot co. UK. Um, and all on there is all my contact details. Or you can get me on social media at 50 Savvy Women. All the social media handles are the same.
0: Wonderful. I'm so thrilled to have had you here today, Sophia. Uh, and as always, I, been- I just love catching up with you. <laughs>
1: brilliant thank you so much
0: for having me it's a pleasure we're gonna to have to think of some more topics to talk about so yeah. we get to chat again yeah, so um absolutely. thank you so much again and i'm sure that everybody's gotten a lot out of that conversation i certainly have
1: brilliant